It's the Empire. Gangsters Nation. PNC. Beggar me a sponsor. Gangsta. 23 pound my foot me a walk it. I buy every hot shoes in the market. Money for my brain that I'm a target. I want to live somewhere the park lives. Some boy. Liquor them. Weed them. Grabber them. Whistle them. Light to them. Phone credit. Some guy. Close them. Hairstyle them. Rent them. Money them. Yesterday. Put it them. Girl can see me and shoot about the man Me a bad girl, me no pay pension Independent, me no beg man Listen and church we take collection And the party, some boy act like a dan Who's in a man front seat in a van man Send them go bar, them sink up a grand Them worse than Sharon Them, liquor them, weed them Grabber them, whistle them Light to them, phone credit Some yeah, we close them, hairstyle them, rent them, money them, yesterday, today them, hot girl, well conditioned in a bed, my bike here, style shampoo for head, hustle hard, that's how we broke the bread, but my now make this camera broke my leg, no boy, I can see you them my ill, can't wait to see you like a split with the tail, we are gangsters, this are one female, Every product is for sale. Some boy, liquor them, weed them, grabber them, whistle them, light them, phone credit. Some guy, we close them, hairstyle them, rent them, money them. Yesterday, today them. Liquor them, weed them, rubber them, whistle them, light them, phone credit Some guy, we close them, hairstyle them, rent them, money them Yesterday, today them Okay, so it's another wonderful Friday, it's your host Ruben Woods, SOM Talk Live Today we have a special guest, Empire Eye. Um, we're going to let her go ahead and introduce herself. And we're going to be talking about some of her latest musical projects. And we'll let y'all get to know a little bit more about her. So we're going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. All right, all right. Uh, so I don't know which people are listening in. So let me give you a big what's up, wagwan, saludos, salam alaikum. Uh, you know, there's so many of them. This is Empire I, one and only gangster, slugged in with my good brethren, Ruben. Yeah. Okay, so that's what's up. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Um, so the first record or single that we're going to talk about, you were telling me about is, uh, which one again? It's Becky Becky. Okay. Yeah. So why did you choose that name? Beggy Beggy with that record? Well, basically, everywhere I go in the world, people always think I'm rich. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe it's an air that I give off. Um, and people always ask me for, you know, whatever they need. 
the, the end of my split tail or um, money or um, some rolling papers or the lighter or a ride or to help them pay their rent, like all kind of crazy stuff. So if you're someone who has grown up in the developing world and you live in the U.S. or in Canada and then you go home and you visit your family, well, guess what? All your old friends think that you've made it and that you're rich because you live in the U.S. and Canada. So uh, it was really coming from that perspective. So no begging, no beggy, beggy. And it's kind of a funny song. Um, I'm just kind of making fun of the guys who think they're gangsters, but they show up to the dance um, in the passenger seat of another man's vehicle. Now, I don't understand how you can call yourself a gangster when is a man driving to the party? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> beggy, beggy. That's like the essence of beggy, beggy. Like the girls who, who, whose nails and hair is not done on a Friday and they want to ask their good friend for a dollar. And, you know, I do my own nails. <laughs> and so I don't understand those things. And I don't business that. So, yeah, it was a song really talking about those things. Okay. And of course, everyone in the streets relates because, you know, everyone's trying to get something off of someone else, right? So it's better when it's free and it's someone else's, right? So that's the essence of what I'm talking about in that song. Okay. So currently, that's the record that's actually on charts, right? Yeah, I'm charting for that song in a couple of different charts. It's spreading. It's like wildfire right now in Africa for me. I'm popular in places I would have never thought listen to dancehall reggae or, or any of that. I started getting some fan mail from South Sudan to the war zone. <laughs> and what they write to me, they write to me in Patwa, you know, Jamaican Patwa. So I'm just astounded at uh, developing this, like, my East African fan base, you know, Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, Zimbabwe. South Africa, Gambia, Nigeria, Ghana. That's what's bubbling for me in Africa right now. Um, and I'm happy about it. Caribbean people uh, feel like it's an like undeniable record where they just played and everyone was crazy. The dances just broke out. And everyone feels included, you know, like the G's, the street people, the Atyal them. It's just, it's that record. I don't know. Every language, when we hear this and doesn't, Jamaican Patois, they just they just feel the energy, you know. So I'm very happy about how it's going, and need to shoot a video for it soon. Um, that's how we're there, Ruben. <laughs> so where did your influence come from? Because uh, I know you're like you're Moroccan, right? Yeah, my dad's Moroccan, my mom's British, and then I was adopted by my stepfather when I was seven. And he's from Uganda and Yemen. So at home was always like the United Nations, you know. And then when I was 16, I, I moved to Central and then South America. And I was down there for many years. And then I moved to Brooklyn like when I was 21. So everything is a mix-up and mash-up of, of, of reggae dancehall and hip-hop and, you know, Afrobeat, Latino, pop. Um... I'm that chick who's like trying to, you know, put a message in my songs, even though you're in the club, 
without being corny. So it's, it's a it's a tightrope balance, you know, while still trying to bring cultural elements because I think it's important to make people feel special from wherever they're from. So my influences are vast. Of course, Caribbean is a huge influence, especially Jamaica. Um, the Latinos uh, had a big influence from Colombian um, and Brazilian music, as well as, you know, straight hip-hop. Like I said, you know, Brooklyn and the South, and I've toured. I've actually done a few college tours in, in a, uh, Georgia, um, and those some of those fans still follow me to this day. So I'm just grateful to be able to be a woman who's her own boss, who's created a product, and who can utilize the product to, to go around the world, and who has these different tools, different languages, and different approaches which is a very, you know, if you're an artist these days, you need to see the world as a village. And you can't just bring your thing without knowing what what's happening locally, right? You have a lot of artists um, that will go to a Muslim country or an Asian country or this and that and then just try to do exactly what they do wherever they're from. And it's not quite like that. You know, there's little differences all over. So... Before even being an empire eye or an artist, I'm an anthropologist, and I care about those little differences that make us us, you know. And all these places that I go to, I want, I want to show people that I've respected them enough to either learn their language or know their cultural, you know, their customs and all that. And that's part of me as this, you know, urban Caribbean pop mashup artist. Just my way of, of making people know, like, yo, I respect you. I know I'm coming with my thing, but I respect you. So make me show you that I respect you. You know what I'm Okay, so that definitely makes sense. Now, how do you get into the study of anthropology, though? Well, when I was nine years old, Ruben, every issue of National Geographic, the first thing I would do was tear up the map it on my wall and all of a sudden I had the maps of the whole world even on my ceiling and I always remember this my parents walked into my room one day and there was no space on the wall or the ceiling left and they were like so do you need like do we need to call a psychologist and I was like no mom no daddy I just want the world around me ask me right now where's Azerbaijan I will show it to you ask me right now the capital of Fiji it's Suva and let me show it to you Micronesia. Uh, where's Botswana? Oh, capital, Gaborone. I've just been, since I was a little girl, fascinated by people, music, culture, customs, why they do the things that they do. So when I moved to South and Central America, I, I moved there with this like hypothesis, okay? And I'll, I'll share that with you. My hypothesis is that we Africans built the continent of the Americas. And I talk USA, America, I talk the whole continent, okay? Because after them decimated the Indians, they needed Africans to build them. So my idea was that I was going to go live in every single place that Africans had had an impact, whether culturally, musically, uh, uh, politically, economically, uh, spiritually, whatever. And that's what I ended up doing, 
you know, I live in Argentina, Uruguay, Brazil, Venezuela, Colombia, Paraguay, uh, Panama, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, Mexico, uh, Trinidad, Tobago, Jamaica, Rere, the list is very, very long, okay? And in all these places, okay, I'm probably more like, on, on the studies side, I'm one of the more serious artists that are out there, even though what I do is fun and high energy, there's, it, it, the source of that is me really being a nerdy anthropologist and really loving to be able to connect with people on this profound way where it's like, how do you know that? And I was like, well, I lived in your village. And they're like, how did you end up in my village? And rare, rare, rare. You understand? So the human experience, the reason why I picked up a microphone is because I figured, okay, so this message that I have, now I'm going to be able to to uh, go more profound with it and have a bigger effect and a wider uh, uh, audience to it. So that's actually why I became Empire High. He's like, I'm the international ambassador. I'm the international ambassador to the music piece. And I'm going to defend it. And, you know, of course I've had lots of criticism over the years, but I don't watch that because at the end of the day, my fan base is growing every day, and the number one thing that I hear from people is, you make me feel powerful. And that, I think, is the root of me and the anthropological side and the studying of people and, and caring about that. I really think making people feel strong and powerful, because there's not enough of that in the world. And that's, sometimes that's all that people need to, to realize their dreams. So over my career, I'm proud to say that I've, I've provoked a lot of people deeply on that perspective, and a lot of them have, have pulled off really crazy projects and then write to me and say, yo, you inspired me to be able to do this, and I want to thank you. And, and for me right there, that's, that's my granny right there. You understand? So I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like... I guess another question that I would like to ask you as well, since you do focus on like uh, Jamaican style, reggae style music, um, do you ever get like backlash for that? Of course. Of course, Ruben. Can you think of any other foreign non-Jamaican artist who's ever bust in, in, in dancehall reggae? No, because it's not really uh, as widespread like that as it can be. Because, I mean, if you're a reggae, a roots reggae artist, there's roots reggae in every language. You can record a roots reggae album in London, in Germany, in Tokyo, or in, in Sydney, Australia. But dancehall is specifically tied to the streets and, and still very Jamaican-centered. So... The backlash that I get, I don't even see it as backlash. I see it as shock, first of all, because most people are like, holy shit, like, how did you learn how to chat, how we chat? But I don't get that from Latinos. I don't get that from a Colombian. When I fly to Colombia and I'm in Bogota and I'm like, oye, chico, pero mira, and I'm scabalat. They don't go, oh, Dios mío, oh, how, how is it that you speak Spanish? Of course, they're interested, but it doesn't shock them to their identity. Now, with me, 
being a light-skinned African in dancehall, reggae in Kingston, Jamaica, when they have nobody or nothing to compare me to, I think that it's natural that there is backlash. It's very misunderstood. And sometimes I have funny comments under my YouTube videos. Oh, like uh, White Devil. That one I get sometimes. Oh, what's the other one that I get? Um, culture Vulture. But I don't understand how I could be a culture vulture when I speak six languages. You know? So at the end of the day, the proof is there. People can chat. People will always chat. Okay? And when you, especially when you're a deep dancehall fan and you see someone like me, uh, even outside of dancehall, like I'll just show up in anywhere. I'm six foot tall. People have immediate opinions about me. Like people, they never don't think something. I provoke either uh, people want to get to know me or they hate me. Like I, there's no, there's no uh, non-reaction to me. Even this is even outside of music. Okay, I have a very strong physical presence, and I have confidence, and I've been around the world. So, men afraid of people. So specifically with the Jamaican dancehall thing, I'm kind of breaking a lot of glass ceilings right now. And, um, and I'm aware that it's a job and it takes take time. And nothing has ever come easy for me. And the, the, who I am as an artist, I, I could not say, oh, that artist is the one that rep represents like how I am. Because there's very few artists that are multilingual. Okay, and there's very few artists that are multilingual in an urban sphere, in a in a, a in a American style. Because I don't just only do dancehall reggae. You know, I rap. I have one of my next singles called My Generation coming out with uh, my producer slash rapper from um, L.A. So, and then I have a next song called Nima Peta Mabumba coming out in Tanzania, and that's like Afrobeat dancehall hip hop. So I'm I'm consistently in the lab mixing. And, and experimenting, but uh, you know, I'm I'm really used to people having strong opinions about me, and I love them. Like, oh, I'm not going to argue with every single person and be like, no, I'm I'm an African, I'm this, I'm that. Oh, I studied and I'm here, and like you know, I spent the last four years going back and forth between Jamaica, Brooklyn, and and Montreal, Canada, and people don't know that all the money that I've made in my songs being placed in movies and in video games and in CoverGirl commercials and TV shows. I spent and invested all of that in Jamaica. So probably like a quarter million dollars over this past few years. So it's like people can say what they want to say, but at the end of the day, if you know yourself and you know your objective, and half the time I have dancehall fans around the world who are like, yo, it's so easy to talk to. You're like so approachable. Like when I try to talk to other dancehall artists, I have a hard time. And I'm like, well, that's just me. Okay, I'm just me, and, and I'm interested in people. So yes, the backlash is there sometimes, but that doesn't deter me, or that doesn't um, like discourage me or anything like that. I just I soldier on because I'm on a mission. So. Okay, so. Have you ever thought about dyeing your hair maybe black? I'm not the whitest person in dancehall because there's a whole bunch of people in Jamaica that bleach their skin. So, yeah. Let them go sit under the shade of that tree. Boom. Bam. Now, that's very, I am what I am. That's very you know? true. That's very, very true. 
So uh, let's get into the next single. Let you go ahead and talk about that and introduce that. Okay. So the next one uh, is called Sickle Dome. So basically, I just say in this song, it, it, uh, this is the song where all the girls feel sexy and bubble up and, and just wild out. Just all the new dancers get tested on this. So when this song comes in the dance, the girls are like, oh, shit, whoa, oh, my song is sorry. Um, basically, all I'm saying is that I have that something that makes you want to settle down. Okay? So if you listen to the lyrics, I'm like, yeah, the touch will make you want to settle down. No, for set any way you want me for time. When we position you on the ass for your son. It's Mickey O'Banyu with a job you're done. It's kind of like tongue-in-cheek, but it's probably one of my more explicit, sexually explicit songs out there. And it's just about a woman who puts it down on her man and about how he can't live without it and he just wants it. And, and he's going to protect it, even to bust out his gun, right? So when you say in Jamaican, Giyabon is cheating on you, okay? So I say, hit me gil bunny with a job you are done. Right? So if I can't run on you, he would draw for your gun. And it's just like kind of tongue, tongue in cheek, you know, straight like Jamaican gangster style. And um, it's just a way to talk, it's an expression in the street. And yeah, that's going to be um, a next video that I, I shot half of it already, but I need to go shoot some different dancers to add to add that into the song, and uh, it's on the pot cover rhythm, and, well, let me give you an example of Backlash, okay? So, I'm on this pot cover rhythm, and the producer did a mix of the song, and I was, once I heard the mix, I was like, are you crazy? You're making my song sound like, like doo-doo. So I went and I got my own mix, and he felt a way about that, and how I got left off the artwork of um, the rhythm, right? So the rhythm comes out, and none of the songs bust. None of the songs become a hit. And then my song comes out, and all the DJs and the selectors are like, wait, I remember the pot cover rhythm. I don't remember seeing your song in it. Your song, Wicked. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's funny how sometimes you just gotta do, I have my own record label, I've had my own record label since 2002, and um, so I just put it out myself, and everyone approached me and was like, yo, this is crazy, and I was like, great, and even the producers of the song, you know, a few months later, had to admit to me, well, not the actual producer, people around him, and he was like, yo, your song and the one that bust from the rhythm, and we they would put you on the artwork or anything and I'm like <laughs> you know those are like the small victories you know that you just know alright I have it or in Jamaican I say me have it okay la tengo la cosa okay de los huevos <laughs> so it's very encouraging to see because at the end of the day if you can you can say this and that and be all hype about yourself but if the DJs selectors and radios are not playing your song then you know it's just pure hype and so mine started to bubble and getting bigger and bigger and people are like yo you're not normal like you're not normal and, I'm, and my answer is always like yo I never said I was normal 
tips for independent artists who are trying to uh, break into the music entertainment industry?
that are harsh and mean around you and learn the hard way. Because that's what I had in New York. Okay? Second of all, if you don't know what your message and what you represent, don't think that anyone will ever follow you. Because first of all, they have Netflix. Second of all, Beyonce out there. Next, Rihanna's going to be on Vogue. Drake has got albums popping out every three months. Why should anyone pay attention to you if you're not fulfilling a need in their life? Okay, so specifically, just to give you the example of me, my character is that I'm the international ambassador. I create bridges in between different cultures and different languages and different religions because urban has gone worldwide. But the thing is, it's like, it's really from an American perspective more time, right? So people want to feel included in the growth. And that's what my job is, you know, the translator, the ambassador, the international gangsters. So when you as an artist are trying to come into this game or want to get into this game, I'll tell you what Riggs Morales told me in 2002. He's the one that found 50 Cent um, and Eminem. And he told me, Empire, I want to see if you're going to be here in three years. And then in 2005, I was in a next conference with him. He's like, damn, yeah, you that chick. And I was like, all right, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. So you got to have consistency and you got to have a sick work ethic. A lot of people want to be in this music industry and it's unfortunate to say this. And I hope if some of you are listening to this and you fall into this category, then I'm definitely going to tell you the music industry is not for you. If you have a low self-esteem and you just need people to tell you you're pretty or you're really gangster or you're amazing, this music something is not for you. Okay? Because for every uh, for every big up that you're going to get, you're going you're gonna to get knocked down ten times. Okay? So if that's your motivation, then this is the wrong business for you. Okay? So if I'm going to recap what I said, it's Know yourself. Ask yourself some deep questions, okay? Argue with people about who you are, what you represent. What are you bringing to the game? Who are you? Why should people care? Why should people reach for you? People reach for me for energy. Okay, you see, oh, you're very lively, right? People reach for Empire Eye, for the gangsters, for energy, for upliftment, for empowerment. That's what I'm there for, okay? Now, if you can't define yourself in a few sentences. Why should anyone else who's busy take time and, and, and listen to you and even maybe open their wallets to you? Because the most important thing is to get people's attention, okay? And some people are going to try to do that with controversy or this and that, but that never lasts, okay? You get people's attention so that maybe eventually they open their wallets to you. But more important than their wallets is their attention because they have so many things distracting them in this day and age. So know yourself, be consistent, and don't have a bunch of suck-ups with you, around you, telling you that you're amazing before you actually are. It's a process. You're going to go through a lot of changes, and you have to have that stamina to be able to go through it and the right attitude. So that's, that's, my, uh, that's my advice to people trying to come into this into the game and you don't only have to be an artist there's so many other jobs in this industry you know publishing is so much bigger than than anything else and, and, and live 
you know, five shows and all that. So, you know, if you're not the artist, it's okay too at the same time because no man is an island, no woman is an island, and you've got to end up doing things in a team regardless. So, that's my advice, yo. Okay. So that's definitely what's up. Um, what is your current take on the Canadian music scene right now? Canadian music scene. Well, listen, we have some big artists that are having a massive impact in the U.S., you know, whether it be Bieber or um, The Weeknd or Drake or even, what's her name, like, Hello, Maybe, Call Me Maybe. I forgot her name. I don't listen to that type of music, so sorry. Um, in terms of, like, the pop urban sphere, I think that we're having a big impact in, in the music industry, but it's very centered around Toronto and Ontario. I'm in the French area right now, Montreal. Um, so there's a whole different music industry over here. It's part of the francophone world. So if you make it big in Montreal, then you tour Paris and Belgium and French West Africa or French Caribbean. Um, it's very split. Um, I'm not really into the, like, hipster, electro, uh, that Williamsburg sound, which is really, really big in Canada, okay? So if, if you're doing that type of music, you can have a pretty good career. But if you're doing urban music, then you need to be in Toronto and pretty much nowhere else. Um, so I think Canada's expanding, and I think that the difference between Canada and the U.S. is that, you know, we have a lot of immigrants here, same as the U.S., but when you, when you emigrate to Canada... You can be a Greek Canadian. You can be a Congolese Canadian. You can be a Jamaican Canadian. You don't have to hide or be ashamed of where you're from because multiculturalism really defines the Canadian experience. So, in a way, that's why you see all these, you know, cross-cultural things that we do in our music because it's pretty normal to be like that. You know, Cardinal Official has been someone who's done it for a long time. He, he even was in space. The only other person ever had a hit in Bantam um, that's not Jamaican is Snow. Remember him? Well, he grew up with Jamaicans in Scarborough outside of Toronto, and that was normal for him. You understand? So Canada, I feel like, is a slightly more inclusive society where there's a little bit more racial divide in the U.S. Right. Well, yeah, I'm glad that you all do have more diversity and you don't uh, have to deal with certain things that we do have to deal with in the U.S. Yeah, trust me. Here, the focus here is crime prevention and not jailing people and feeding, you know, the prison complex. So it's, it's a very different way. And, and, you know, the banks are regulated here. So when all the banking world went to shit all over the world, Canada was pretty solid and all right because... You know, it's regulated. I'm not saying it's perfect, but um, we just have a different approach out here to to certain things, and and definitely like the whole uh, divide in between um, government and citizen and all that stuff. It, it's very different. It's very different than the U.S. Although we're similar, we're very different. Okay, that's definitely what's up. So. Um I want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule because I know you just did a performance today. 
Yeah, so, man, it's my pleasure, Ruben, and you too. I mean, bro, you've been supporting and, and have a support back. So it's my pleasure. Where, where, is your, where are your main listeners from? Or just all over? Yeah, they, they really all over. Um, I know we get a lot from uh, Georgia, of course, but we also get, you know, a lot from different countries, too. So it's from okay. all over. Cool. Well, I listen, like I told you, I've done a few college tours in Georgia, I've been, you know, Atlanta, Savannah, um, a couple of different places, and I've just always been treated with the absolute best treatment possible in Georgia, so I want to big up everyone listening right now and say thank you, uh, my peach state, love you guys, and I've uh, just always had a really, really good time, and uh, yeah, keep it up. Like 
represent 